previously on the hour. That's ridiculous. We're more halibut and tilapia people. It's not a joke, though, because it's a bit, because you're doing a whole thing. There were cartoons that we would watch from basically like 8 a.m. until like noon. They kept their butter out. Well, if we're recording, I do have some excellent news stories about purchasing groceries. Mr. Wharf. Fire. Now, the conclusion. It's still the hour. I'm Jeff. And I'm Captain Jason Luke Picard. And on today's show... Astrophysicist uses magnets to explore his facial black hole. Zale's COVID quarantine ankle monitor tennis bracelet. This season's hot accessory. Old manuscript shows the first use of the F word. It's probably about the French. Japan uncovered beaked whale fossil. Wait, isn't this how tentacle porn starts? A magnet to the brain could cure depression. Just throw it gently. Wait, I have a butthole print? People are luring Instacart shoppers with big tips and then changing them to zero. I guess they're luring them in with just the tip. This is like the Instacart equivalent of a van with that says free kittens and candy on the side. Well, maybe they should get a real chop. <laughs> <laughs> so this story actually pisses me off. Like yeah. I, I put it on there because it made me so angry because like I've been uh, tipping them like we've gotten a few deliveries we go through costco but they go through instacart and so i don't know if they can see since it's going through costco and not instacart but it's like using instacart shoppers like i don't know if they can see the tip that i'm giving them beforehand it's better if they don't see it uh, so like yeah so like i've been giving them decent sized tips because i like they're out there doing a dangerous job and i'm not out there and so i feel like they deserve uh, extra pay for you know hazard pay or right. whatever so right well know. should we should we get on with the show should well, we just dive thing, right like, into the first story <laughs> do you know how hard i've had a time trying to find rice <laughs> <laughs> it is not easy i tried on our kroger click list no rice yeah. i tried on our costco order no rice yeah we, we thought oh you know what no one's going through gfs we were able to get our bread through gfs oh, and some okay. other some other items yeah uh, and they had rice and i was like look they sell a 25 fucking pound bag of rice i'll buy 25 fucking pounds fine whatever yeah they're like sorry we don't have that rice even though when i ordered it they said they did have it oh. and then they're like sorry no fucking rice so i had to like search the internet and i found a fucking wholesaler Who's shipping me 20 pounds of rice sold wholesale. No way. I assume it's just coming in a box, like kitty litter. <laughs> a rice box. Yes. Just a bag a in a box. Yes. So you're not going to go anywhere for this rice, right? No, no. It's being shipped to me from, okay. I don't know, some other state. If you wanted to go, I'm sure the Asian grocery stores have a bunch no, of rice still. The house. I'm not leaving the house. Come you're not on. leaving the house. Well, good for I, you. Way to stay I, in quarantine. I, I don't go like the the only place I've gone is uh, I've dropped some groceries off for my grandma. Okay, sure. And I've also stopped at Kroger to pick up the you know click list order where I open the trunk, they put it in, and I leave. Like that's that's all that's happening. Uh, I also I for some reason I can't order my honey at Kroger, oh, even no. though they sell it, they have it, it's there, but I can't order it. They're like in store only. What like, honey's like, in store only? So I went to their website, the the manufacturer. It's a local honey. It's from out of Traverse City. And 
they, they sell the honey for cheaper than at Kroger. And I was like, fucking yeah, this is like $8 cheaper than they sell it at Kroger. Wow. And then they charged like $17 shipping. I was like, the fuck? That's a so lot of then, shipping. It is. And so I, I discovered that if I bought a case of 12, <laughs> the shipping price would make the each each jar of honey equal to the price that I pay at Kroger. So now I have uh, 25 pounds of honey upstairs. And honey doesn't go bad. It does. And they're in individual jars. So it's not like they they sold a, a tub of like five pounds of honey or like, <laughs> sorry, five gallons of honey. Like I just buy a big fucking five gallon tub of honey. And I was like, <laughs> that doesn't seem like efficient, like a good way to do it. Where am I going to store that? Do you have a so, honey dipper? I So this is raw honey. So it's not as liquidy. Oh my god! So we sh- hey, we should do if, the stories. If you have honey, uh, or can tell me where to get rice, email <laughs> us at thehourpod at gmail dot com, or uh, uh, text us at our phones. Or um, the oh, there's a new. Uh, it's not new, I don't think, but there's a new uh, house party app. Just do a house party with me, and we, we can do a, discuss we do a, it there. We should do a live Zoom episode. I don't think that's a good idea at all. No, because you know how how big of a blow that would be to our <laughs> it would just be the two of us. our egos. It would just be us, like zero viewers. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think we should do a Zoom episode, tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the hour pod or tweet us at the hour pod. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so speaking of magnets, oh oh my god, are we gonna do a story? <laughs> An Australian astrophysicist was admitted to the hospital after getting four magnets stuck up his nose while trying to invent a device that helps people stop touching their face during COVID. When I, this is uh, this is funny. When I saw this, I was I didn't see the Australian part. I just said I just saw astrophysicist gets magnets stuck up his nose, and I figured well. And I'm sorry, Ryan, if you're listening. I figure astrophysicists are the kind of kids that would get stuff stuck up their nose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just as an experiment like, kind of thing. So what you're saying is you feel like kids who become astrophysicists when they are children get stuff stuck up their nose. I'm not talking about astrophysicist children here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the Doogie Howser of astrophysicists. <laughs> right, but wouldn't you have to be Doogie Howser as to be an astrophysicist anyway? I mean... Does that even work nowadays? I mean, is he on his, like, blogger? He's like, today I learned that nose and magnets don't work, and I also love Winnie from next door. No, he's got a TikTok. (laughs) Astrophysicist TikToks? Yeah, yeah. That sounds like the most boring thing I've ever heard of. (laughs) Or the most interesting. So, Daniel... Uh, Dr. Daniel. It's all about dancing, isn't it? Like, they're all, like, dancing. But TikTok, I think it's more than that. I don't really know what it is. Uh, I don't have time. Dr. Daniel, yeah, we don't have time for that. We have time to record. You know, (laughs) two hours of a podcast that where we talk about nothing. So, so do you want me to send you a uh, no of Kerrygold butter? (laughs) I don't want it. Should I I send something to Dr. Daniel Reardon? Because I can, I can reach it. That's the thing. Like I can go to Meyer and I can reach it. Doctor, so does the butter have a thing that says you must be this tall to ride? <laughs> or no, you must know someone who's this tall to eat this butter. 
Dr. Daniel Reardon, a research fellow at a Melbourne university, was building a necklace that sounds an alarm on facial contact when the mishap occurred. Yeah, so I guess what he was doing was the necklace would react to magnetic fields. And so his idea was if you had a necklace that did that, did that and a magnet like bracelet, if you went to touch your face, it would set off your, your necklace and you'd be like, oh, don't touch the face. <laughs> okay, so this story is – this was clickbait to me because uh, the headline said that an astrophysicist – Got got magnets stuck up his nose, looking for a cure to the coronavirus, and I thought that was much more interesting than just oh, stop touching your face. <laughs> well, that's a kind of cure, right? Stop spreading it if you're stopping touching your face. Well, that's true, I guess. The 27 year old astrophysicist said, and I assume at 27 he's not out of college yet, <laughs> if he's an astrophysicist. Although if he's a doctor, maybe he is. He's got his doctorate. I I think he's old enough. Yeah, probably. Yeah? So he said he was trying to liven up the boredom of self-isolation, of course. So then you stick magnets up your nose, um, and then yeah. you stick a magnet up your ass, and then see if they connect. I had a park that detects nope. magnetic fields. No, nope. no, nope. he's Australian. Were... No. Nope. Oh, well, you're going to have to do it then, because we've already established I cannot. <laughs> and we've established I can't either. Oh, I had a pot that detects magnetic fields. I thought that if I built a circuit... That could detect the magnetic field. A second? A second. That's <laughs> what she said. And we wore magnets on our wrists. Then it could set off an alarm if you brought it too close to your face, Governor. <laughs> Are you a chimney sweep or an astrophysicist? I do what I want. I do. <laughs> uh, so what it turned out happens was that the equipment would go off in the lack of of a magnetic field so it, it was like reverse so if he wasn't touching his face then the alarm would go off okay so it didn't work right it, it failed but he was still bored and so he was fooling around and he placed two magnets inside his nostrils and one on the outside kind of like you know do you remember those uh like magnetic earrings oh yeah so I remember my sister got some of those, and we thought it'd be funny where I put one on my nose and then went to my grandparents' house and walked in with, you know, basically like a oh, nose like ring, a nose right? Ring. To see what my, yeah. do what my grandpa would say. And he was just like, oh, I know that's fake. Like, <laughs> he's like, you'd never do that. That's <laughs> he true. Was, he was completely not convinced by it. Uh, so, yeah, so he puts uh, two, no two, two in his nose, one on the outside. So when he removed the magnets from the outside of his nose, the two that were on the inside stuck together. Mm-hmm. And after struggling for 20 minutes, I decided... <laughs> so bad. <laughs> what? How do they say their eyes? I decided. I decided. No, that's British. I. I. I, I decided. <laughs> do it like the Tiger King. <laughs> after struggling for 20 minutes, I decided to Google the problem. He said, uh, that's still not right. I, need, I should have watched it in between the two parts of this episode, <laughs> and I didn't. The solution that he found online was to use a magnet to lure the other ones out. <laughs> this is like when you're changing your oil on your car and you lose the, the um, whatever you call it, the nut or whatever that, that holds the oil in place in the oil pan. Wait, you lose your nut when you're doing oil changes? In the oil, yeah. And you can't like – you don't want to dip your hand in to the oil to fish out the thing. So you have a very strong magnet. <laughs> you 
dip the magnet into the oil and it attracts to the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not reading this in that accent again. I can't do it again. As I was <laughs> pulling you. downward to try and remove the magnets, they clipped onto each other and I lost my grip. Two magnets end up in my left nostril while the other was in my right. At this point, I ran out of magnets. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is like the, um, you, you get like a basketball stuck on the top of your hoop. Yeah, it's like just stuck there and you can't. Oh, th- this is more relatable for us specifically. You get a kite stuck in a tree, right? And so then you're like, okay, I'm going to throw my shoes at the kite. <laughs> then you get your shoes stuck in to the get tree. The kite, and then the shoes get stuck. And then you're out of shoes. <laughs> and then you have to go to the hospital. I don't know when I was doing like the the reading and work on setting this up when I read that the the last comment at this point I ran out of magnets made me laugh so hard <laughs> spoken like a true astrophysicist like at this point I ran out of magnets <laughs> I can just see it too like I've seen magnets do that where like it like moves and flips around yeah and so yeah. Like, he lost his grip and it like flips around and like up his nose and he's just like oh fuck at work, we had uh, a long time ago. We had these um, these mice that we would buy that came in a package, and um, the package has one of those like little. Did you f- feed them to snakes? No, it was like one of those little flip up computer mice. You you doorknob. Or so have mice. You you'd flip open the package, you know, and reveal the mouse, the the whatever the thing is inside, and it would close, okay. but it had like a magnet to keep the flap closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently these were rare earth magnets, and this dude that I worked with was really into rare earth magnets, and so he would get really mad if someone threw away one of the the boxes for the mice. So that was like his big thing: save save those boxes, all right? Are, so, can you really call them rare? earth magnets if you're using them in mass produced quantities that's i agree in yeah a, if you're a using them to, a box just as like disposable i need to keep this thing closed until somebody buys it kind of thing just go to fucking michael's and get one of those magnets you can't go to fucking michael's anymore well not right They're now closed. so when you can't I even was... go to hobby lobby anymore they close those fuckers too well fuck those guys right he tried to make them all work and was like god yeah. said so right uh that's so my grandpa up. had like these big, they were basically like cylinder magnets. They're maybe an inch or two long and they're just like a big round, like basically the size of a, a cork from a wine bottle. Okay. Uh, and so he had these magnets and we'd play with them as little kids. Sure. And my sister, who I probably was like maybe seven. So she was like maybe five, four five, somewhere around there. I don't know how old exactly. Uh, but we're playing with these magnets and I am, I assume this is something that doesn't happen anymore and like only old people will understand this but she put the magnet on the television screen oh that's not good and forever until that tv died there was a big green spot right where she hit that for years big green spot right there where that magnet was. now it was cool while you were watching the tv oh yeah to like like, pull the you could like pull the picture kind of yeah, with like the it magnet. Would, maybe if you it like it would you distort touch the screen, but like if you got a little too close, it would yeah. do some stuff. They used to do that but, to the old CRT monitors too. I assume that that you know LCDs don't do that, but they I'm don't. not going to try it. I tried it and they don't <laughs> because <laughs> I'm a child and I was like I had a magnet. I was like I wonder if it still works and it didn't. 
Well, at the hospital, doctors applied an anesthetic spray and manually removed the magnets. That is good. And I can tell that you copied and pasted that line from the article because you spelled anesthetic A-N-A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C. <laughs> it's A-N-E-S in America, damn it. Well, I stand united with our Australian brethren and sisters. I'm just surprised that the A and the E weren't combined. And that What is that called? Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about Harry Potter to discredit that, but I don't think that's true. No, that's the different nature. Okay. Well, speaking of magnets and COVID. Sure. Uh, Kentucky judges have started imposing a form of house arrest on stubborn coronavirus patients who break their self-isolation orders. Oh, yeah. Like if you get a magnet stuck up in your nose and you have to go to the emergency room, I feel like you're bracing, breaking self-isolation. Yeah. So I assume what they're doing is they're taking really, really strong magnets, shoving it up their butts. <laughs> Giving them a metal chair. Yeah, that makes sense. And then they just can't get up. That's perfect. I like and it. If you can't get up, or even if they can get up, the chair's stuck to their ass, they can't drive. <laughs> hey, yay, you got a chair stuck to your ass. Unless they take a lawnmower, and then they put the chair on top of the lawnmower. That might work. I don't know, and, a lot you, of and you're talking about the... riding the lawnmower into town, yeah. is what you're saying. That's a, that's a Kentucky thing. That is a Kentucky uh, thing. <laughs> Uh, though some of those lawnmowers have like you know weighted seats if you're not sitting they turn off so that might not work but i guess if you like had a brick or something i'm sure they could kentucky engineer it yeah so the the uh ae together is an ae ligature and is named ash (laughs) does he search for pokemon (laughs) i don't know i have never watched harry potter so circuit judges have ordered two coronavirus patients and one patient's relative to wear ankle monitors in Louisville, Kentucky, after they broke quarantine orders. And I would like to say that I pronounced it Louisville and not Louisville. It, that's ridiculous. It's Louisville. <laughs> because if you live in Louisville, Kentucky, it's pronounced Louisville. You have to, you have to, you have to slur it as much as you can. Louisville public officials. They like slurs in Kentucky, by the way. <laughs> well, they spent years, you know, <laughs> years perfecting them, haven't they? They have. <laughs> do you have any examples you'd like to share on the podcast? Do you think? I- I'm just saying, they're the Kentucky Derby of slurs. <laughs> so, a weird thing that I've gotten into over the past week, yeah, on YouTube, they've got these races, like car races. Except they're marbles. Okay, I'm listening. This sounds very interesting. And so there's two different groups. Uh, There's the group that I was watching, and then I found out they had they have Marbula One, like Formula One, Marbula One (laughs) racing. And so they've got like these twelve marbles that are running down a track, Mm -hmm. and they each have names. Uh, For example, I I, I've watched like eight or nine of these races. Uh, I've come to dislike. Uh, this pink marble, whose name now is escaping me, uh-huh. Ruby something or other. Uh, and I'm a big fan of one called Peppers. I really want Peppers to win. Okay. Uh, and Sea Turtles is the other one. So there's Sea Turtles and Peppers that I really like. And Pink Pearl. Pink Pearl I don't like. Pink Pearl's in second place in, in the rankings after like nine races. Uh, but they do like – they do uh, qualifiers – uh-huh. Where they like run individually to get are the there, best. Time. Are there like <laughs> jockeys for these marbles? 
no it's like it's like a car race kind of thing so like they they treat it as if there's people driving the marbles oh okay so is there like an announcer person oh yeah so like the guy is there's a commentator who's explaining what's happening they've got like telling you how many seconds the the last marble is behind the leading marble they've got like multiple cameras giving you different angles as they come around corners like they did this one where like it started raining and like water is literally falling on the track slowing them down it's ridiculous wow so that's what coronavirus is doing to us that is that is (laughs) the ultimate not the ultimate in boredom is not is not putting on marble races it's watching other people <laughs> put on marble races on youtube so Do they you... also have the marble olympics <laughs> god damn it does your daughter have the uh the marble chase thing uh i do, i know she's played with him i think she has one at her grandma's house okay that's a very grandma thing because i had one when i was a kid yeah, so and the marble I. chase things are like these. It's like the Rube Goldberg, um, yeah, yeah. but only with marbles, and th- I don't, it doesn't do anything. So you just put a marble on the top, and then you build a thing, and the marble goes down all the way to yeah, the bottom. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I used to love it when I was a kid. Yeah, they're a lot I of used fun. to build identical ones and race the marbles. So this that's why this was so interesting to me. Well, I'll, I'll have right. to share it. You can take a look. I won't watch it. Uh, so public health officials can ask for a person to be isolated for coronavirus under state law, and it's up to a circuit judge to approve or deny that order. They should just stay home, watch the marble races. It's a good time. I agree. Can we pause for a second? All right. So I've I've just watched a, a Joe Exotic clip, and I would now like to do this accent in the Joe Exotic voice. Very well. Proceed. This is not going to work as well as I think it's going to be. It's <laughs> something we're all feeling our way through. We're trying to figure out how this should... This is not good. <laughs> it's not even a good quote it, to do it. it. There's something about it. So you were practicing a second ago. I was. And it was good the second and, ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Like So that was the, what you were just doing was like the first way you did it, which sounds a little bit like the George Bush. Kind of. Uh, yeah, it's like almost like a, a, a... Okay, so Dana Carvey does a Ross Perot impression. And he yeah. said, here's the deal, see? <laughs> uh... It was it's Ross Pro working in a um an Ace Hardware or whatever. Here you see, we got hammers and all seven. See that sign right there, H A W M E R. So that's that's the like that. But then that's what's pulling you. Yeah, that's that's what's pulling me. It's is the the Ross Perot. Here's the deal. But then oh, then Joe Exotic has this sort of it's it's a different it's a different accent that he does. I and I. It's it's sort of South Georgia, but not quite. Quite. I see what you're saying there. Yeah, and and his O's are weird. He says his O's weird. It's not O. It's O. I don't know. Well, if you want, I can read the quote. Thank you. Please do. It's something that we're all feeling our way through. <laughs> we are trying to figure out how this should be done. Judge it's, Charles Cunningham said. And it's almost like uh, what's the guy from South Park? Uh, which guy from South Park? Oh, the you know the guy I'm talking about from South Park, Mister What's His Name, the teacher. Oh, Mister Garrison. Mister Garrison, yeah. Mr. Garrison. Yeah, it's almost well, like I that don't too. Know, Kyle, perhaps you should ask Mister Hat. It's almost that. Yeah, it's like it's an effeminate, but not effeminate. It's like an effeminate man trying not to be effeminate in the South. <laughs> I think. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Well, no penalty has been specified for those who break quarantine while wearing an ankle monitor in Kentucky. Well, that's good. Kentucky and elsewhere in the United States, coronavirus has triggered a tug of war between individual freedoms and the greater public good. Okay. I, I All am... right. I don't feel like my individual well, freedoms are being trampled upon here. I should have the right to go out and die of coronavirus if I goddamn want to. <laughs> That's pretty, this is you've, America. You've never seen Tiger King is what you're saying. I've never seen Tiger and King. And that no. sounds exactly like him. I can't even do the impression anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even, I've seen a picture of the guy. I've never heard him seen anything. Well, but, yeah, I mean, I've you don't these. need to hear him to know what he sounds like based on the picture. <laughs> based on the picture. Well, I wasn't trying to do a voice from that picture. I was just, you know, being a dummy. Oh, okay. Well, that's what he is, too. He's like, I've seen these people. On the internet, in real, well, yeah, I was going to say in real like, life, talking about how you know this is the government trying to take our freedom away, and it's uh, so part like, of this. Don't fucking die, please. Before this Tiger King thing came on, you probably saw this guy. He ran for president as a libertarian, and he was. He would say, "I'm the only gay libertarian." I can't do it. Damn it. I lost Joe Exotic. I lost him. I will find him eventually. Next well, episode, I promise. if he just kept him in a cage, he wouldn't have been able to get away. He's just too exotic. He's just, he's just going to go where he's going to go. He has the heart of a wild wildebeest. <laughs> so, for example, in Florida and Louisiana, a handful of megachurch leaders refused to call off massive religious gatherings, which is ridiculous. Because right. the, the whole, the whole t- my whole life, God is everywhere. God is omniscient. He can see and hear everything. You can pray to God wherever you are. Just say a little prayer. But you have to come to church so you can give our big-ass church fucking money. Like well, that fucking, uh, what's his name? Not Joel Osteen, the older guy. Uh, that, was, that was blowing the, the corona the away. No, he was blowing the corona away on, on his show. Oh, the guy from the 400 Club or the 700 Club? No, or the that's um, 650 Pat Club? Roberts or whatever his name is. All right, here's, I guess, my hot take on it is uh, help yourself. If you sure. want to kill yourself, be my guest. Kenneth Copeland is the guy's if, name. If you want to die to own the libs, be my <laughs> guest. That's okay. That's my thing, though. This is this is the, the liberal dilemma. Like, it, okay, or maybe. So you're familiar with the the four political quadrants? There's like left and then right, and then uh, there's authoritarian, authoritarian and, and there's libertarian. libertarian, right? So yeah, yeah. I'm super down, like a left, bottom left. Like I'm super left, super like libertarian. So like if you, this is my dilemma. If you want to do drugs, like if you want to do meth, like it shouldn't be against the law. Do meth, it's fine. However, um, if you have children. You should not be able to do meth because that will ruin your children's lives. If you want to do meth, you'll have your children take away from you. And that's sort I of mean, like an authoritarian thing. Like even if you don't have children, you. you can ruin people's lives by doing meth because you have family members who have to take care of you that you could, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this, this is the, this is the dilemma. There. This is the lib left dilemma that I'm in. I have zero dilemma on this. Like. If, if you want to be an idiot and kill yourself, fine. Go kill yourself. And that's please. fine, but don't drag your kids into it. <laughs> don't drag innocent people that, that can't help themselves into it, I guess, is what I I'm mean, saying. I mean, well, they're, they're dragging all of us into it because they want to be – I mean, they're, 
there are people online today, like I don't have the energy to talk to these kind of people because they don't operate in good faith. You cannot have a reasonable conversation with them because they will dispute anything you say oh, yeah. by saying it's fake. Like you can't fake have news. a conversation. Yeah. You can't have a conversation with someone like that. That's yeah. it's a waste of time. But like these people are out there and they're talking about how, you know, we just need to open it now because it's never going to be safe. And if we don't, then the economy is going to be terrible. Like, Oh my gosh, please. I'd rather have a dead grandma than a bad economy. Well, that those are the capitalists. <laughs> and fuck them. Because yeah. there's another thing, like uh, there's uh, an article related to this because the whole thing has come around about voting. And right, how, right. you know, Democrats are arguing everyone should be allowed to vote from home. Republicans are arguing that shouldn't be allowed because then no one will vote, like we'll never win. <laughs> right. Well, Trump, well, oh, Trump actually said well. that, right? Like if increasing the amount of voters will mean the death of the Republican Party. Well, then maybe you have bad ideas. Maybe. And, <laughs> and for a party that like wraps itself in the flag and about freedom and democracy, like they do not want democracy at all. But then that's what and, drives me nuts about if, if you're liberal and you don't vote and you're having all these laws passed that are that are hurting you and like – just vote. If you just go vote, yeah. we won't have this problem. And, and just today, uh, the the GOP sent out a like campaigning thing to people in Pennsylvania, telling them to get their absentee ballots so that they are safe in November to avoid crowd. Like they don't they don't want everyone to vote by mail. They just want Republicans to vote by mail. Right. They want and you to vote from your coal mines. <laughs> like we. We on the left think everyone should be able to vote by mail. Right. We're not saying only Democrats should be able. We're saying everyone should be able to vote. It should be easy for every single person in America to vote. But I think the Republicans would say, oh, no, I think everyone should vote, too. That's what they would say to other people. But then we know that they think, oh, no, yeah. I think <laughs> everyone, everyone votes, white, we're screwed. Everyone who's white and male should be able to vote. Right. They basically and... are like 1820s. That's their position on voting. <laughs> right. And it's 2020. But then the other thing is like related to that, uh, there was an article about, you know, the economy and voting and all this. And they they were talking to some people and they say capitalism is more important than democracy. That is crazy talk. That, But you can't like, have a democracy without money. And here's the thing, like they, they talk about how, you know, la radical and, you know, these radical liberals and the AOC, blah, blah. like they are creating the radical liberals. Right. If, if they would have reasonable policies that even if it helps them more than it helps other people, but it's like it, it's just it's so wide right now the gap is so wide right. that it's pushing people to be more radical because they are taking advantage too much right it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway yeah <laughs> i'm just saying like That's how wide can, it is <laughs> you can exactly it's not no it's like throwing a hot dog across the grand canyon oh in not four episodes lengthwise <laughs> lengthwise <laughs> it's yeah, about not the, the girth. It's about not the like, length. <laughs> it's, that's what she said. 
So, like, if yeah, you don't want because... radical liberals who, like, are now going to push for radical positions, then maybe you shouldn't have been so irresponsible in the way you set things up so that we would be in a point where those things seem like the only way to solve this problem because you're such greedy fucks. Yeah, I've heard that women like to have their cervix just pummeled by, by the tip of a very long but very slender penis. <laughs> like a ballpark. <laughs> like a ballpark. It plumps when you cook it. <laughs> Okay, I'm cutting that part out. <laughs> so we should talk about some corporations and answer some questions for our, our capitalist friends. What do you think? <laughs> we have capitalist friends? Are you a capitalist? Uh, sure. I am because I but have to be. I think uh, I'm not a like capitalist in the late stage capitalist kind of capitalist. Oh people. yeah, yeah. I'm a reasonable capitalist kind of a person. Right, you like know, you have to have a job a and make money. Maybe from like the 1950s, so you can feed your family. Right, that type yeah, of capitalist. I, or like you know, you have an idea and you want to invent it, and or a business idea and you want to have your build your own business, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do all those things. That's oh, great. like the the, the my pillow guy. <laughs> so, Jason, is selling and delivering firewood to someone for heating their home okay at this time? No, it's eleven thirty at night. Jeff, <laughs> uh, eBay seller never shipped my package. Next step. This is capitalism. This is the capitalism's questions, or no, the corporation's questions. Yeah. Uh, so, what's more, what's more capitalist than eBay? That's true. So twenty to sell you. Twenty years ago, two fucking decades ago, I learned that if you buy something on eBay and the seller doesn't ship it, you can contact eBay and they'll give you your money back. <laughs> I learned that twenty fucking years ago. Jason. Yes. Why is Chuck E. Cheese closed? Why was it ever open to begin with? Why would you okay. go to a restaurant whose mascot is a rat? <laughs> it's a mouse, first of all. Whatever. Second of all, Chuck E. Cheese has changed a lot. It's different now. The food is still ridiculously expensive and not that good. Um, but it's it's nice now. You get like a you get like a thing. You can play all the games you want. It's pretty nice. Jason, wait. It's no, I turn. think it's my turn. Yeah, it is. Jeff, when is the best time to grocery shop? When do most grocery stores get their trucks? Well, um, in my experience, the best time to grocery shop is never because I hate people and I would rather have my groceries delivered. And if I wasn't so cheap, I would have been doing Instacart this whole time. But I don't want to have to pay a delivery fee and then the tip. And then like a lot of the stuff is a lot more expensive on Instacart than it is when you get it at Kroger. So I digress. Jason, mm -hmm. why is my Amazon Prime order scheduled to arrive in a month? <laughs> Because that's when it's going to get to you. Jeff, is federal uh, FedEx, federal X, <laughs> is federal X, no, sorry, is federal express really an essential business during this outbreak? This person is asking if this company that delivers um, essential goods is an essential business during the outbreak. Uh, no, you're right. Jason, uh, how is the toilet paper industry planning on ending the shortage? 
uh, by making it longer. Jeff, why are Amazon warehouses still open? Well, I think I answered that with my previous answer. Jason, Mm -hmm. when do you predict I can go to my local Walmart and buy toilet paper? I can't seem to find any. Well, here's the thing. If you you go into your local Walmart, go into the bathroom, and there's going to be toilet paper there. Yeah, but it's only one ply. Well. So here's a funny story, and this is not going to be – okay. I shouldn't have said that because it's not going to be funny. It's it's an interesting story. Mm. So – when you know, uh, so at work, right? We have the mm-hmm. one ply, and it's horrible. Someone figured out a way in the bathroom because our the way that ours were are are there were four rolls, right? And then there were two rolls on the bottom, and then two rolls directly above that. And if you did it just right, you could pull the top roll down over the bottom roll, and then start pulling the top and the bottom roll at the same time. And now all of a sudden, you've got two-ply toilet paper. What? Fucking folding is too hard for you? It's not goddamn origami. Yes. Also... You, you pull, you fold, two-ply. I know you that they save money. In, four-ply. I know that they save money on buying the one-ply. Do they really? Yeah, that's why they do it, obviously. Like, no, because then you have to pull out like 18 linear feet That's per what I'm light. saying. You're gonna, you're gonna. If they just had the two, if they had good toilet paper, I think they would spend less money. But there's somebody has has to have done some study, right? Of that. Nah. Maybe, uh, Jason. When will Jeff Bezos announce that Amazon will be temporarily closed because of the coronavirus? Never, Jeff. Do you think McDonald's managers are abusing the system? Oh, absolutely, Jason. Which I system? wait. Which all system? of them. Every system. They're going to abuse every system. They're what, like ten-piece McNugget system. They're managers at at McDonald's. Yeah, they're going to abuse every system they can because life is horrible for them, <laughs> and they have no other choice. They have no future. They have no options. They're just working in this restaurant fifty hours a week. And well, you want to work and at McDonald's freaking for out. And they've got a wife at home, and she's not happy. And then they've got to go to work again. And oh no, somebody called in sick, so they have to work overnight now because uh, our McDonald's decided to be open twenty four hours. And fuck those people for not coming into work anyway. Agreed, Jason. Mm-hmm. I always fail personality assessment tests for jobs like Walmart, etc. How do I just pass them? Get a personality. Okay, so what's next? Fuck. <laughs> yes. I'm excited about this story because I love the F word. They've got documentaries about the F word. So this came out because of a documentary on the F word. Really? About the fuck documentary? Mm-hmm. Two manuscripts in the UK have been found to contain the earliest known usage of the word fuck. Yes. So actually, so what... The story originally said, oh, we found the first usage of the word fuck Hooray. in 1568 manuscript. And then Kristen Usiniski. Chenoweth? <laughs> yes. What? That's how you pronounce uh, it. <laughs> I not. think. Because I've heard of Ch- Kristen Chenoweth. I've not heard of Kristen Usinski. She's taller. Uh <laughs> So she read the story and sent in a thing. It was like, actually, I have an earlier record 
uh, a medieval historian at the State University of New York, uh, said that there is a court record from 1310 to 1311, and she said, Roger, fuck by the navel, appears in some court records <laughs> from the, those years. That's his name? His name is Roger, fuck by the navel. <laughs> wow. He's a belly button fucker. Yeah. So she pointed that out and was like, actually, there's an older manuscript. However, the one that the story was originally about uh, is that in Scotland, the profanity appears in a poem recorded in the Bantine manuscript compiled by a board student in Edinburgh during a lockdown due to the plague in 1568. Oh, oh wait. 1568? 1568. He was on lockdown. Because of the plague. Wow. Do you think... We know a little bit about what that feels like, eh? Do you think that someone will come back to our podcast in a couple hundred years and be like, oh, I found this... <laughs> the first fucking use of the first and fucking fuck. <laughs> right. No, definitely not. Right. They'll, they'll find movies before they find us. Oh, sure. Someone will be like, oh, no, no, no. They, they've, the, the, first, the first use of the term Dandleton happened on <laughs> a podcast in... 2019 the danaltons it's gonna be like uh bill and ted's excellent adventure where they somehow become like the spiritual and moral leaders of the future (laughs) carl danalton will become the the jesus of the future it's good friday oh yeah it is good friday you're right this is the best friday so george bless carl danalton's soul bless him not dead he's not gonna rise on sunday but (laughs) I mean, he probably will because, you know, you wake up in the morning. Well, I hope he gets out of bed. George Banatine compiled around 400 poems in the manuscript that he wrote while he was in lockdown. Uh, the, the five sections are devoted to religious themes, moral or philosophical themes, love ballads, which I assume is where all the F words are, fables and allegories, and comedy, especially satire. Can you believe... That we are still doing comedy. We're we're continuing on the tradition of comedy from 1568. Comedy five hundred years ago. Comedy dates back to far before 1568. Have you ever um have you ever the heard the ancient Greeks comedy yeah. and tragedy? Have you ever heard the first written joke? <laughs> Isn't it a fart joke or something? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's like like it's literally like an actual fart joke or something like that. Trace back to nineteen hundred BC. Uh, this is on Reuters, and um, something which has never occurred since time immemorial. A young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. <laughs> That's the joke, right? That's the joke. Hilarious. Oh, it's a fart joke. <laughs> uh, he's, the, he's the Pauly Shore of 1900 BC. <laughs> Buddy. And by the way... If you're in 1900 BC and you are talking about time immemorial, that is a lot closer to time immemorial than what we talk about now. That's like yesterday. (laughs) Time immemorial like yesterday, a young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. Uh, So the F word appears in the flighting of Dunbar and Kennedy. So a flighting is a genre of Scotland. And it is essentially a poetry slam in which the participants exchange creative insults. Oh, interesting. Like we were talking about on the first part of the episode with like, you know, roasting our friends. Mm -hmm. But it's it's so poetic. It's so like artistic. 
that when you're like, hey, oh, you you mispronounced that word again. Oh. So, <laughs> God damn it. So Dunbar and Kennedy supposedly faced off for a flighting in the court of James IV of Scotland around 1500, and their exchange was recorded and is in this manuscript. So you can't write that fast. And they didn't have stenographers back then. There's no way, unless he remembered it. I'm sure he I made mean, some shit up. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you do things like that. We did a thing when we were in drama club, and we can talk about, oh, yeah, and then I said this, and then you said that. Like, you know. Yeah. In the poem, uh, Dunbar makes fun of Kennedy's Highland dialect. We do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Appearance, of course. And suggests his opponent enjoys sexual intercourse with horses. We're Kennedy. still making these jokes today. Sure, right? What a great <laughs> joke. I know. We're 520 years later. We're yeah, still doing like to fuck horse horses. fucking jokes. You know why it's so funny to fuck horses? Because the horse's dick is so big. That's why it's so funny. Because... <laughs> If, forget it. <laughs> the the horses are all like that man from Nantucket. Uh, Kennedy <laughs> attacks Dunbar's diminutive stature, his lack of bowel control, oh. and calls him a poorly fucked foundling. Oh boy! Is a foundling like an orphan? I think so. You yeah, poorly that... fucked orphan. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's an orphan. It seems like he's been fucked pretty good. <laughs> How do you? How He's do in you, a 1500s orphanage. How is that an insult? A poorly fucked person. Like, people did not have sex with you well. Because <laughs> is that, is, is that the original meaning of fuck, is to have sex, right? Or maybe he didn't fuck well. He's the poor fucker. Oh, okay. He's bad at his fuckery. Okay. I, I would think the F word would have come in uh, with the horse fucker. <laughs> you thought wrong I did, I, th- I thought wrong The poem is is uh, featured in a forthcoming BBC Scotland documentary Scotland contains strong language Exploring the country's long proud tradition of fucking Or I mean of swearing <laughs> uh, so I will watch go. the fuck out of this uh, I, I wonder if it'll come to BBC America I assume it will Or it'll be on some like fucking Netflix or something Yeah Disney Plus, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were talking about getting like more adult content on there, right? I saw a great documentary on the Grand Canyon. <laughs> it was a four-parter, if I remember correctly. It was. They had a lot of uh, Kerrygold butter in it. <laughs> you really got to reach up for that butter. You do. And you know what? I just made myself a big 20-pound bowl of rice and enjoyed it. Really? Speaking of big things, mm. a nearly complete fossilized skeleton of a whale dating back to 13 million years has been unearthed in Uada, Nagano Prefecture. What the fuck is that even? What did I just describe? A a nearly completely fossilized skeleton of a beaked whale was found in the Nagano Prefecture of Japan. I'm just, I don't know what Nagano, what is the prefecture? That sounds Uh, like a... It's kind of like a, I don't know, like a county it sounds like a uh, a Cardassian leader, like on the yeah. I'm the prefecture of this Nagano. So no, no, a prefecture is a place. Oh, oh, and the like prefect the of... owns the prefecture. There you go. Holy shit! But the big part of the story, which I was saving for a big reveal, but apparently oh. you just fucked it, was that this well, whale it wasn't a horse had a beak, a 
beak, like not a bill, not a mouth, a beak. Well, I mean, he definitely have didn't have a bill. They hadn't invented capitalism yet. Put it on my bill. <laughs> <laughs> this is Beaky the whale. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Beaky the whale. Uh, but when they took flight, it was amazing. <laughs> True story. And and when they used that beak to clean its feathers, uh, the fossils were unearthed at the bottom of the Uranog. Sorry, Urinawa. God fucking damn it! <laughs> it's okay. Urinawa. Take your time. It's okay. I remember my first time I, reading. So here's the thing: I practiced it beforehand because I was like, I'm not going to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. I even looked it up. Like I went onto the the YouTube where it will pronounce things for you. Nah, I fucked it all up. Anyway, Around it was found at the bottom of the fucking river, and an excavation sur- survey began in February to coincide with the beginning of the dry weather season. Oh, of course. The riverbed consists of layers of mudstone formed 12.9 to 12.5 million years ago. Millions and millions, millions and millions of years ago. When the area was a sea, it is believed sea mud accumulated on the dead whale on the seafloor. I have a thing. Mm-hmm. I just watched the movie 2012 featuring John Cusack. Why the fuck was he in that movie? And a beaked whale? No, they were, um, they, so the premise, have you seen it? Did they hide in a natural history museum or something? Have you, no, have you seen this movie? I'm asking. It's it's the one with the disaster or something, right? There's like. Yeah, there were a bunch of disaster movies that came out. There's like a lot of ice or something. Uh, so something happened, and the Earth's crust Earth's crust begins to. There was like a a solar event, a coronal event that you could say. Oh dear! And, and the uh, Earth's crust started like fucking up or whatever. Like the the core started heating up. Or the, anyway, the point is that like while they were flying, all the Earth's crust, it all like. Uh, so first of all, the poles switched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured out what went wrong. I was thinking the day after tomorrow. Ah, uh-huh. And now were, I know what you're talking about. There like were the, a lot of, like, disaster movies in the late 2000s that came out. There was this. There was yeah. The Day After Tomorrow. There was Armageddon. Cusack was, a, Cusack was, was a, um, a pilot, right? Or, like, a limo driver who would also fly a plane? He was a limo driver, and the stepdad of his kids <laughs> was a Flew pilot. Flew the plane. There yeah, you yeah. go. So, anyway, yeah, I, I don't know why. I, oh, that's I, why I thought of this, because the Earth's crust moving and shit. Yeah. So there's Armageddon, and then there was, they came out in pairs. Like Armageddon came out the same year as Deep Impact, which was another yes. media movie. Yes. And then Volcano came out the same year as uh, Dante's Peak. Oh yeah. The disaster movie. And then there was you know they were come on come um, on people yeah well you know Get some original there are ideas. no original ideas. Speaking of our uh, podcast, the fossils. Likely emerged above ground through river erosion and tectonic movements. That's what reminded me of the 2012. Uh, the Ueda City Board of Education said the fossils are believed to be a mature male whale that was eight meters long. Wait a minute. So this city in Japan has its own board of education, which I understand. That is running the fossil excavation? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Isn't that awesome? I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah, that sounds great. Why don't more boards of education do cool stuff like this instead of just having, you know, boring-ass meetings where they decide the fate of boring-ass students who don't care about boring-ass things? Maybe we should move to different countries. Let's do that. 
going to throw that out there. Alrighty. The fossils of the lower jaw, head, neck, chest, lower back, and tail show no signs of damage, but the upper jaw was apparently lost due to water erosion. So wouldn't you say the upper jaw is part of the beak? You would think so. So they just have the bottom the, beak? The Maybe the beaky part is still there, but the jaw is missing. Oh. Like, like he's still got the lips, but he's missing his teeth. <laughs> If he's got a beak, he doesn't have teeth or lips. It's a beak. I know. I'm giving you an example of something we might understand. I think it was a bad example. It is like a miracle that the remains of such a large animal have been unearthed with their original structures maintained so well, said an official studying the fossils. Let's take a minute to be mean to each other. Let's roast each other. But let's not stop the podcast. Let's specifically insult each other for the rest of the podcast, if we can. Whatever we think of. The best insults we can think of for each other, let's do those. That's a great idea, you ignorant slut. (laughs) That was an office thing. (laughs) He was was giving us, he was on top of the roof, Michael was. Mm -hmm. He was on top of the roof, and uh, Dwight said something, and he goes, Dwight, you ignorant slut. (laughs) Which is 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 so I don't know, it's so interesting because this character, Michael Scott, who is uh you know, a manager of a paper or whatever, um, really likes Saturday Night Live enough to quote it for himself. I I don't know. It's fantastic. <laughs> A full-beaked whale skeleton was found in Peru, but this is the first one found north of the equator. Oh, interesting. It's one of those northern-beaked whales. Yeah. Well, it's nice how when I first saw this story, I thought, oh, yeah, the first beaked whale ever found. That's going to be a cool story to do on our podcast. And then, oh, we've already found one in Peru. That's fine. That's (laughs) the first northern. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where the whale came from. Sure it does. This one wasn't inbred. Aren't you from Virginia? You should know about inbreeding. I'm from Northern Virginia. Virginia's <laughs> yeah. different. It's not uh, Alabama. Yeah, you're still in the South. It's below the Mason-Dixon line. I could literally walk to the Mason-Dixon line. From here? No, from where I lived in Virginia. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you you better uh, train for that first. If you're going to do that now, you'll never make it. The board expects to remain uh, the remains rather to provide key clues on how whales evolved and expects to put the fossils on public display, but the schedule has not been set yet. Oh, well, the school board is going to. So, OK, here's a crazy idea. This is not so right. You have you have schools and you you put a museum in the school and the school runs the museum and people from the community can come to the museum and see it, and it'll be just part of the whole thing. All right, that would work in Japan. It wouldn't work here because everything would have a dick drawn on it. That's true, yeah. Americans do love a good dick drawing. Speaking of magnets... That includes me, by the way. <laughs> uh, a new form of magnetic brain sim- stimulation rapidly relieves system- symptoms of severe depression in 90% of participants in a small study at Stanford School of Medicine. Why did we do this story right next to the magnets of the nose story? 
You know, I thought about doing it, but then I was like, well, I'm going to link the Corona stories together. Oh, and I, I see. Like, well, okay. I could link the Magnet stories or I could do the Magnet story after the Corona Magnet story. But then that would be after the I can fix it thing. And maybe they won't remember. And I've already done the thing. So fuck it. We'll just leave it where it's at. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Exactly. So I wonder if the astrophysicist had his depression cured when the magnets were stuck up <laughs> his nose. Well, that's why he didn't freak out. He just felt so good about it. <laughs> wow, this is uh, not a problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> researchers are going to conduct a larger double-blind trial. So in a double-blind trial, half the participants receive a fake treatment, just to see if it's like, you know, just uh, a placebo kind of effect situation. Yeah. Uh, but they are optimistic that the trial will be similarly effective treating people that medication, therapy, and other electromagnetic stimulation have not improved their conditions for. Oh, Interesting. Uh, maybe you should try to do a double-blind trial. And I wish I was double-blind, so I would have never had to see your face. Hmm. Hmm. Why? Was I wearing a mirror? <laughs> Researchers say that therapy improves on current FDA-approved protocols, uh, increasing the number of magnetic pulses, speeding up the pace of treatment, and providing personalized targeting of each individual's neural circuitry. Oh, interesting. You know what kind of insult I like a lot better than insulting other people is insulting myself. I love self-deprecating humor. And you have so much to work with. <laughs> That's what I wanted. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> you know, so here's what I like. Uh, we're talking about the insult comedy thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you go back to, like, the vaudeville comedy, like, they would insult each other all the time. Yeah. Like, it was just two people just sitting there, like, roasting each other. But it was all very, like, good-natured and funny. And so I, I do have a enjoyment of that type of humor in some forms. Me too. Like, I don't, I don't want to be mean uh, when, I, when I'm funny, unless it's, like, you know, a pre-arranged. Yeah, like a pre-arranged, pre-approved. Yeah, be okay. But... Like, if you go to, like, if you're roasting someone, of course, like, to, like, yeah. a... Comedy Central roast or whatever, or like the yeah. the old Dean Martin roast or whatever. Yeah, so, you're not just being a dick to someone. <laughs> right. You're supposed to be being a dick to someone. was watching Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, of course, and then Seth Meyers was on, and he said uh, that he'd met Don Rickles, and like he went up to him and said, hi, um, I'm Seth Meyers, whatever. And then um, Don Rickles goes, uh, oh, Saturday Night Live, I was really sorry to hear that got canceled. And Seth Meyers goes, actually, it's not been canceled. And Tom Rickles goes, oh, a man can dream. <laughs> it's perfect. I'm not that good. I'm not Don Rickles good, of course, because he's a genius. Uh, before, by the way, before undergoing the therapy, back to the podcast, all 21 study participants were severely depressed with suicidal thoughts according to several diagnostic tests for depression. Um, the the first question in the diagnostic tests, do you have a podcast? <laughs> Why, does that make you depressed? <laughs> listening to it does. <laughs> Why, are they listening to our podcast? Exactly. Oh. 19 of them scored within the non-depressed range after the uh, magnets were, you know, put to their head. Pulse on them. And none reported having suicidal thoughts. The only side effects were fatigue and some discomfort during treatment. And one participant... Wait, what kind of discomfort and fatigue? Like it, magnets make you tired? 
you know, you know, I used to have relatives. They'd be like, oh, you know, we drove all the way from such and such and we're really tired. Like you sat for fucking a few hours. What are you tired from? But Rest driving, me? driving tanks. And, but you get like jittery from being in the car, too. So you're like tired, but you're, you're like, you're, I think it's an over. Mate, it's an what, overstimulation. What? 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 Just saying. No, I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I said, why? Were they driving with you? Mr. Oh, Wolf. that was good. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't hear that the first time. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry. We were supposed to be... Uh... Yeah, yeah, that's because you got to trim the ear hair out. Stop it. Do you know that I have a thing with my ear hair? Do you know about this? <laughs> what, like you're dating it? No, I can't. I don't. I can't deal with ear hair. Oh. I have to pull it out. By Is that its why roots. it's so long? No, I, I pluck it. I have no ear hair. I pluck it. It's not <laughs> even a. It's not even a solid joke. Because I pluck. I have. I have zero ear hair because I'm always getting it with the tweezers. I'm obsessed with it. So, uh, speaking of fatigue and discomfort, back to the podcast. <laughs> One participant. Did you say this already? Uh, I had started to, but then we started talking about your ear hair. <laughs> What one participant, Deirdre Lehman, who was sixty, said, "That was the most peace there's been in my brain since I was 16. Yes, uh, Miss Learman d- suffers from not only depression but also bipolar oh. disorder. Okay, uh, and she said that it's it sounded like chattering in her brain all the time, and as they started doing more of these treatments, the chattering got quieter and quieter before it stopped. Really? So." That's pretty uh, positive seeming. That's yeah, very that's optimistic. You know, I've always thought that you were a little positive seeming too. The interesting thing about this is that okay, so uh, bipolar disorder, anxiety, for example, like I think mm-hmm. a a healthy dose of anxiety is good for a lot of people. Uh, you know the the people that jump off cliffs and stuff. <laughs> like I, I wish I was jumping off of well, right now. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I wish you were too. But <laughs> no, but like I'm still talking about the thrill seekers. They they put on a yeah. set of wings, they jump off a cliff, and that I think they have a disorder, but it's the opposite of anxiety. They need mm. to feel like a fear of death. You need to feel like a fear of um, or like the feeling of embarrassment if you do something dumb in public. If you've got an anxiety disorder, that kind of like goes over and over again. Um, but like people like me, I deserve to have some anxiety. Like I do dumb things. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done with the insults. It's 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 too forced. It's too forced. Yeah, much like uh, my former sex That's... life. <laughs> <laughs> what you were forcing your hand to touch your dick? <laughs> oh, that was so good. You're better That's at this what, than I am. That's not what your hand said. <laughs> you are better at this than I am, uh, which you've never heard before, by the way. But anyway. Uh, one month after the therapy, 60% of participants were still in remission from depression. Interesting. And follow-up studies are underway to determine the duration of the antidepressant effects. I've heard you can also do mushrooms. And it has the same effect of being like antidepressant. I think it has some other effects as well. And they're not what, fatigue mushrooms? and discomfort. It's not fatigue and discomfort, which uh, your ex-wife knows about. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. You were never big enough for that. Oh, that was perfect. That was. <laughs> I think that was my first. Any. <laughs> That was my first ex-wife joke anyone's ever thrown at me. It was amazing. (laughs) I just, I popped your ex-wife joke, Cherry? Yes, you did. Oh, man, you didn't even cry during it. It's weird. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean. Go on. I don't know. Can you move to the next story, please? I'm waiting. Thank you. (laughs) Christ. It's like you're not even paying attention. According... To research published in Nature Biomedical Engineering. Is that even a magazine? Yeah, I think it's like a journal. Okay. A team of researchers has designed an automated sensor package for your toilet to turn it into a health monitor. I can't wait. That's right. Once the sensor package is mounted on your toilet, uh, it checks your poop and urine for factors such as consistency, glucose, and red blood cell counts, as well as color. Oh, good. Can it tell me when I've eaten too many microwaved chicken nuggets? <laughs> like, how many is too many, do you think? Uh, one. Okay. I got I bought this, this package of Tyson chicken. I was at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And they had a two-pound package of Tyson chicken nuggets, and it was so good. I would eat, like, 20 at a time. <laughs> because, you know, I don't care about myself. Yeah, well, no, neither does anyone else. So, it's good. <laughs> It's good. We have something in common. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> you have something in common with like 7 billion people. <laughs> I'm, that's ridiculous. Your mom loves you. Even, even Probably. people that have never met me are like, ah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Pass. <laughs> so the device can detect conditions like chronic constipation. You know about that. Irritable bowel syndrome prostate cancer, kidney failure, and even some genetic conditions. Would eating 20 chicken nuggets in one sitting count as a genetic condition? (laughs) Uh, I guess it depends on if the chicken nuggets are organic. I don't know. I've seen your mother. (laughs) Sanjeev Gambier, professor professor and chair of radiology at Stanford University, said, Our concept dates back well over 15 years. When I'd bring it up, people would sort of laugh because it seemed like an interesting idea, but also a bit odd. Like, okay, this Wait. guy, this guy's sitting at lunch, right? He's sitting in the cafeteria at Stanford, and he goes, "No, what if like we read people's butt prints with the what toilet? What if we, we made a toilet that inspected your shit? <laughs> so like, everyone's like, oh, don't sit with Sanjeev. He's gonna talk about his fucking toilet again. I'm trying to eat <laughs> my twenty chicken nuggets." <laughs> Okay, so I would like to read this next line with complete seriousness. Because I thought this whole time the toilet seat had a sensor on it that was scanning your butt. Like your butt print. Your butt print, right. Like you have fingerprints, you have butt prints, right? So you have that one scar where there was a little bit of acne and you picked at it too much on your butt, right? (laughs) Is that just me? I'm, so, no, 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 no. So, because you one scar. Oh, okay. Yours is like the surface of the moon. <laughs> oh, you've seen my ass. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's seen your ass. <laughs> so the toilet comes with a built-in identification camera that scans the anus. We know it seems weird, but as it turns out, your anus print is unique. 
Mine is? Are you sure? <laughs> Everyone's is. You got a you got a unique pink pucker. <laughs> you fucker. A brown star. <laughs> the toilet automatically sends analyzed data to a secure cloud-based system. Of course it's secure. Every cloud-based system they say is secure. Yeah, and then your asshole ends up on, you know, Pornhub. Right. I saw uh, a thing. Uh, <laughs> this porn star had her her vulva and her anus, like, imprinted on, like, a flashlight thing. So you could you could look like you were having sex with this specific porn star. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So you're like, oh, I want to bang her, so I get a model of her business time. Exactly. Do you remember the, the butthole chocolates we talked about a long time ago? Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah, that was yes. on a product review. Ugh. Ugh. So this toilet's going to be gathering some butthole chocolates. <laughs> so here's the thing they showed a picture of the you know built-in oh. Oh. camera okay. it's it's like a fucking gopro down there like <laughs> you're gonna have to clean the shit off of that thing oh no it's it's a high definition too is there <laughs> slow motion <laughs> yeah yeah it's, you have to like draw those lines on you know the wall like the front of your toilet has those colored strips so they can measure how fast the shit is exploding <laughs> out of you I've actually Uh-oh. okay, so I've actually kind of wondered sometimes like what the speed like if you've got an emergency shit right, and you go and you barely make it to the toilet and it rockets out and it splashes water all over your ass. Yeah, what's how the pounds per square inch on that? Right, right, yeah. As as our our good friend of the pod Eric says, a water saw. It's just like <laughs> cutting through granite. That's good. After twenty after twenty nuggets, you would know how fast it's going in so the toilet i said this already um and it could be integrated into hospitals record keeping systems for easy and quick access so they'll just pull up a picture of your anus and your shit your anus and your shit and they'll have video of shit coming out of your anus and they'll say oh this is good i mean i feel like that's gonna gonna lead to like a hot or not website where they're trying to find the the smallest anus and the largest shit. Like, wow, that's like giving fucking birth. It's like an eight pound, six ounce little shit there. Oh, my daughter's gonna be so proud. <laughs> the project is still in the early stages, and the researchers are not aiming at replacing a doctor or diagnosis. Oh, good. It will just be alerting users in case of any red poos no red flags uh that could warrant medical attention so if your doctor still has to look at uranus he or she still can and that's comforting do you think that the dr poo will use a sonic screwdriver <laughs> oh dr poo <Pooh. laughs> <laughs> oh how did he fit so much shit in there? Oh, it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> that is what she said. <laughs> Not that you've ever heard it. <laughs> no, I would never hear it. Jason, what did we learn today? We learned that you have a unique butthole. I it do. Is a, Thank you it so is a much. Precious, I've always little thought, snowflake. I've always thought I had a unique butthole, and um, no one's ever told me that before, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. 
And once I am fully out there on Grinder, I will let you know uh, what the feedback is. <laughs> Brain stimulation, we also learned, relieves depression. And by stimulation, I mean magnets and not the oral kind. Uh, we learned that Beaky the Beaky Whale is being dug out by the Board of Education in Japan. More like Board of Education. <laughs> we also oh. learned that the F word uh, comes from another century. Yes, and apparently was poorly fucked. <laughs> and they're uh, horse fuckers, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, we learned that if you break quarantine, Kentucky's going to put you in, like, COVID jail with a ankle monitor. And yeah. Not, not that they're going to do anything about it. They're just going to, like, make you wear it. I'm just hoping the ankle monitor can be bedazzled. That would be great. Do they still sell, sell the bedazzler? Probably. Better question. Do they sell the vajazzler? <laughs> I'm sure they still sell the vajazzler. I- I'm sorry. I was reading bedazzler as I'm like saying vajazzler, and it just would not, it would not leave my mouth. Well. And you can still I buy. I was going to make a dick joke there. Yeah. You can still buy the Bedazzler from Michaels, apparently. Huh. Well, yeah. who's Michael? <laughs> <laughs> what else did we learn, Jeff? That wasn't even that funny. <laughs> <laughs> who's Michael? <laughs> well, I mean, we are in, what, hour two? <laughs> We've been recording for four and a half hours. And we also learned, uh, don't stick magnets up your nose because they'll probably get stuck. But most importantly, we learned that the best butter is on the top shelf. Yes. And you probably are going to need to get like a, a Whole Foods or a wholesaler to get you some rice. Maybe cook some up. Watch a documentary on the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And uh, but if you really need help, I'm sure there's a stocky, balding, middle-aged man that can reach it for you. This hour has been. Wait, wait. They, hi- they hired you at Meyer. This our second hour has been an hour and thirteen minutes. Ooh, fuck. So Jason, we were talking about insults earlier. Yeah. And yeah. I found a website. Uh, it's Merriam-Webster, and it has rare insults because you are such rubbish that I don't think uh, words that I know of can describe you so there are a few um, gotcha yeah gotcha gotcha well speaking of rubbish you remember that time your mom dropped you off at school and got fined for littering <laughs> you are a cockalorum a cockalorum which is a boastful and self-important person a strutting little fellow <laughs> you're such a strutting little fellow you're such a cockalorum <laughs> well I mean you're very familiar with little fellows aren't you <laughs> yeah and you're very uh, familiar with little cocks aren't you uh... <laughs> uh... you're also a snollygoster a snollygoster yeah which is an unprincipled but shrewd person shrewd shrewd is good right I mean I, I should look I under- up the definition of shrewd in Merriam-Webster. I mean, probably. 
I mean, I get why you're mad. People, you know, you, you've got these whole things. I mean, there was like like that time you went to the doctor's office, and uh, when they asked for your weight, they said, no, I, I want your weight, not your phone number. <laughs> you are an unprincipled pillock. <laughs> and a pillock is a very stupid or foolish person. I feel like they're they're meaning to say pull pollock there. Um, but I don't know. Uh, you're also a lick spittle. Well, it's like a it's like a brown noser. Someone who licks spittle. Yeah, isn't that yeah. gross? Doesn't isn't that okay? Okay, okay. Hold on. Let me. I got a, I got a lump in my throat thinking about this. Imagine this: you're talking to somebody. And you're sucking up to them, right? And mm-hmm. they've got that. <laughs> this is so gross. <laughs> I don't know if I can say it. They have that. <laughs> oh, they have that little white thing that forms in the corner of people's mouths. Mm-hmm. And, and you, as a lick spittle, you say, hold on a second. Let me get that for you. <laughs> and then you lick it. Oh, oh. You lick it out from the corner of their mouth. Oh, I mean, that that was pretty dumb. I'm not saying you're dumb. Uh-huh. I'm just I'm just saying you have bad luck with thinking. <laughs> so there's also um, uh, this this is on the same vein as lick spittles. We have bootlickers, toad eaters, mm-hmm. ass kissers, apple polishers, and fart catchers. Fart catchers? How do you catch a fart? Uh, in your foreskin, like you normally do. Hmm. You're also I, a, you're also a, I assume I, I assume we just like you know grab the cushions off your sofa. See, mine was a gay joke, and mine was better than a, just a fart joke. Well, because of know. course everyone farts on the sofa. And by the way, who calls it a sofa? It's a fucking couch. You mumpsimus. Mumpsimus. Yeah. Which is a stubborn person who insists on making an error in spite of being shown that it is wrong. That is you. <laughs> I feel like you're being a little too highbrow here. You think so? Well, I, think... I mean, there's a first time for everything, but yeah. <laughs> I think you're being a hobbledy-hoy. A hobbledy-hoy? Yeah, which is an awkward, gawky, young man. Well, throw that, that one out the like, window. That sounds like a made-up word a pirate came up with. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. <laughs> so you went for like, you know, Merriam-Webster. I just found, you know, basically a thing divided up into fat jokes and uh, stupid jokes and whatnot. I had I, there was a good one here that I thought was very funny. Uh, it said. Uh, You're so fat. Uh, the photo I took of you last Christmas is still printing. All right. 